Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 134. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and water connoisseur co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on dangerous drinking water for dogs. Our topics for this week are blue-green algae poisoning, including causes, signs, treatment, and prevention. Also, other dangers of drinking or swimming in stagnant water. Abby may be a water connoisseur, but most dogs are not picky at all about what water they drink. The nearest water is the best. That should not be a big deal, right? Dogs have drunk pond and lake water for thousands of years. It's a natural source of drinking water for them. However, today's pond and lake water is not your grandfather's pond and lake water. With global warming and the overuse of phosphorus and fertilizers and household and cleaning products and the runoff of nitrogen from fertilizer, septic tanks, or lagoons. The water may have a green or red tint caused by blooms of blue-green algae. Blue-green algae is also called cyanobacteria, which are one-cell organisms. Cyanobacteria can produce cyanotoxins, and cyanotoxins are among the most poisonous substances known in nature. In warm weather, particularly late summer and early fall, cyanotoxins sicken and kill many animals, especially wild birds, dogs, and cattle. Blooms may or may not be visible. They can stay below the surface of the water or appear as foam, scum, or mats, often blown to the edge of the water by the wind. Less than 50% are visible on the surface. Even if it is visible, you cannot tell by its appearance whether it's produced cyanotoxins. And less than 1% do. Although blue-green algae toxins can occur in saltwater or freshwater, most cases of reported poisoning in animals involve freshwater. A dog's exposure to cyanotoxins can be by drinking the contaminated water or swimming or wading in it. This is because they'll typically lick the contaminated water from their wet hair coat. Signs of poisoning are weakness, lethargy, loss of appetite, and seizures. Prevention involves avoiding water that is discolored or smells bad. If your dog drinks or licks potentially contaminated water, 
You should induce it to vomit with 3% hydrogen peroxide at a dose of one teaspoon per five pounds of body weight and rinse its hair coat off. Do not overuse fertilizers and maintain properly operating septic tanks and lagoons. By the way, stagnant or slow-moving water can also be a source of leptospirosis or tularemia, among other diseases for your dogs. If you're interested in particular subjects, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. You should not let your dog drink from stagnant or slow-moving water sources such as ponds and lakes. If your dog drinks or swims in water with algae or a rotten plant smell, induce it to vomit with 3% hydrogen peroxide and wash its hair coat. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week. I'll talk about how to tie and how not to tie a horse. Hey Abby, have you ever drank hydrogen peroxide? Uh, yes, there are better ways to whiten your teeth and they don't even make you vomit.